Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is December 27th, it's 2018, and we have a lot of football to talk about for week 17. Uh, some games that matter, some games that don't matter. Bunch of stuff going on in the NFL this weekend, so a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, it's the last full big slate of the season. We'll have slates for the playoffs, but last um, regular season slate. Love week 17 football. As always, for the 17th straight week, I am joined by Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. You know, when you say 17 straight weeks, it feels like such an accomplishment, man. Uh, we didn't take any sick days this whole football season. So uh, let, let's 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 do it for the people. Uh, one last full regular season week, man. It's been, man, it's so hard to say goodbye, man. But this is it, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna miss this. I, you know, this is part of my regular Thursday routine, and uh, or you know, Wednesday night, early Thursday morning routine. So, man, it's it, it's going bye bye here, but but that's okay. Uh, we got a few games to break down this week, and uh, I'm excited, man. I, I've had a blast for the football season. Yeah, man. It, what's funny is if the NFL season was one week later, I'm not going to be here next Thursday because I'm getting <laughs> married next Thursday. So I wouldn't have been here. Um, yeah. So it, it's funny how it all worked out. But uh, anyway, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you know for 17 straight weeks they've been our awesome sponsor of the podcast. You guys have had this podcast free all football season. They have all kinds of stuff going on over there at Fantasy Draft this weekend. Their main slate includes the Sunday night football game, the game that everybody's going to be watching to see who gets in the playoffs between the Colts and the Titans. So it's going to be fun. That's going to be an awesome football game. Um, if you want to have that on your main slate, you can check it out over there on FantasyDraft.com. Bunch of NFL stuff. They got their $40,000 running gun. All the games. All the games. You get to play Andrew Luck if you want to. Marlon Mack, all those guys in a game that should be really fun. We start, though, on the slate with the 1 o'clock games. There's not a lot of games that matter on the 1 o'clock slate, um, but you know we, we are going to break it down here. Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, 39.5 total. Buffalo favored by 3.5. Um, let's start with Miami. Miami came out today and said that they are not bringing back Tannehill next year. Um I don't know necessarily if this is going to be a spot that if he gets into any kind of trouble, uh, they're going to pull him. Um, or this is the spot they're going to let him kind of showcase uh, anything that he wants to showcase. But, you know, everybody knows what Ryan Tannehill is. Um, what are we doing here with the Dolphins, you know, now that we have this news that they're going to move on from him um, in 2019? Man, I think I'm going to stay away. Uh, I'm really not ex excited about the Dolphins anyway. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a stay away spot, a game that, you know, really doesn't mean anything. I do think Tannehill could come out and and just kind of want to, want to prove that he belongs in the NFL because there are going to be some job openings. 
especially in Denver, uh, you know, the Jaguars need a quarterback. He could just move on up the road to Jacksonville from Miami. They're, they're, you know, there's some teams that are going to be looking. So I, I do think he could have somewhat of a show, some form of a showcase game. I just don't want to take the chance with it just because he could potentially get yanked because uh, even though they're not going to bring him back, he may not want to injure himself again and, and risk it. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with Miami. I'm just, I'm not playing anybody from Miami this week. Yeah, I, I have zero interest in Miami. I actually think you could play both the defenses in this game if you want to. Um, I just zero interest in the Miami side of things. Like, even on the Bills side, there's just so many games that matter this weekend. It's it's going to be tough to even, you know, pull the trigger on like a, an Allen or a McCoy or, you know, Foster's a little interesting. Zay Jones um, reemerged last week with a touchdown. But if you were watching that game, like I could have thrown the touchdown pass to Zay Jones there. He was so open. Um, I, honestly, this is just one of my least favorite games on the entire slate. Now, there's going to be some games we're going to move through pretty quick because there's going to be other games that we move through very slow but like zay jones 4k nine targets last week had the touchdown had two touchdowns in miami in week 13 i don't mind taking a flyer on him at 4k but really it's the defenses in this game for me yeah yeah same here i i I do think josh allen could maybe have another upside game but i I don't want to play play around with him this week or Zay or Foster. I mean, if Foster's had some good games, maybe, maybe Foster, but realistically, I I just don't want to take a shot on this game. I think this was uninteresting. And, you know, I think if we fade this full game, I don't think it's going to cost us from taking down a tournament. Outside of the defenses. I would not be shocked if a defense scores a touchdown in this game. Yeah. Um, That's really all I got. Again, we're going to move through some of these games quick. Other games, not so much. Panthers and Saints, no total on this game because the Saints are playing with everybody and they're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We know what you're doing. We know that there's a good chance that um, we see we see Drew Brees for maybe one or two series and that's it. But let's start with Carolina. Kyle Fuller is going to start this game for Carolina and there's not – I'm guessing they're going to sign somebody or move somebody, but – Realistically, they don't really have another quarterback. So Kyle Kyle Allen's going to be like, hey, go do your thing. Um, he's been salary. He's 4K over there on DraftKings. He's been salary, I think, across the industry. Played min salary um, Heineke last week. Looked so good until he hurt his arm. It was yep. so frustrating um, for anybody that played him. When he hurt his arm, he just wasn't the same. He wasn't able to run like he was running and it was just so frustrating but anyway uh any interest here in kyle allen no i don't think i'm gonna play him i know he's the man uh and he is going to you know get some work here but i um i i just don't think i'm gonna worry about playing him uh man my pants is we really need to hit the reset button and uh on some players and I, I'm just – I'm really not interested in the Panthers. I'm not interested in McCaffrey this week. I don't I don't think McCaffrey's going to play the whole game this week. Um, he broke the record last week for running back receptions, and so I, I don't think they have a reason to roll him out there the whole game. So uh, I'm just – this is a team I'm just going to pass on this week and, and not worry about playing them. 
Yeah, most people will know uh, Kyle Allen from Texas A&M, finished his career with Houston, um, redshirted his junior year. But anyway, um, I actually have a little interest in Kyle Allen. The reason that I say I have a little interest in Kyle Allen, this game's indoors. You know, It's in New Orleans. Their starters are not going to play a lot in this game, including defense. This is a spot, Kyle Allen, you know, min salary. I wouldn't be shocked if he throws a couple touchdowns here. Um, I don't know necessarily what type of work Christian McCaffrey would get here if I'm playing Kyle Allen. Because you, you have to think they're going to be careful with McCaffrey, right? Like, you're the Panthers fan. Like, this is a spot you would, you would absolutely think, like, we're not going to see Christian McCaffrey have, you know, 12 catches like last week, right? We're, no, this is a, no. this What? I would say maybe 15 touches here. I just don't really see it being a, a McCaffrey game of 25 to 30 touches. Well, yeah, and that's something I brought up last week. Like, I, I, that's something I think I brought up last week. I said it last week. McCaffrey was going to play last week. It was against Atlanta at home. Last home game of the year, Panthers. He was going to play this week. They're on the road with nothing to play for. You know, I think they're going to let the young guys play. Now, I do think DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, those guys could end up playing a whole game. A guy like Demir Bird could get some 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 weird. Not Demir Bird. Uh, Jarius Wright could get a few, uh, you know, extra reps or something like that. But. They're not – I don't think they're going to play a whole bunch of the main guys. You know, just let them get healthy. Let the younger guys play. This is like an end-of-the-year preseason game, in my opinion. Yeah, Ian Thomas might be a good play here. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. whole game. He's going to play the whole game. Yep. So, I – like, I honestly, I don't hate Kyle Allen here. You know, he came in last week, went four for four, moved the ball. I think, like – I think he'll be okay. Um, he's, he's super cheap. He'll let you get in all the skill positions and the games that we want to ta- target the skill players. Um, as far as the Saints go, I'm playing nobody. I, I, you know, I can't trust anybody here for the Saints. I know Bridgewater is going to get some work here, but he was priced like he's going to get work. Like we don't know necessarily when they're going to pull the starters. They're going to pull the starters, yeah. and for that, like you know, maybe you know, artist pain or somebody, but I just, in these week 17 games, I just don't typically risk situations like this where starters are going to come out at some point and backups are going to go in at some point. Yeah. And I mean, I, and here's the word on the street that I'm getting Stevie. I've kind of been trying to read between the lines with this and, and maybe I'm wrong. And, and, you know, if you think I'm wrong, then I want you to kind of weigh in with your opinion as well. Uh, but I think Taysom Hill is going to get some run at quarterback this game as well. Uh, everything I'm reading has has been saying that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is for sure going to get some time to play, meaning I don't think he's going to play all the reps. I, I think Taysom Hill is going to get some, even though he's kind of been a gadget guy, and I know they'll use him in the playoffs. I still think he's going to get a few good reps at quarterback, not just come in on a third down and, you know, run a read option. How, how do you feel about, about Taysom Hill kind of maybe splitting a little bit with Teddy in this game? Because Teddy's their backup. They can't risk him getting hurt. They can't really risk Hill getting hurt either. I think I think Hill maybe will get some snaps at quarterback, but I, I think when Breeze comes out, they are going to pull the guys that they don't want to get hurt. Like, And I think Hill's one of those guys. So they yeah, use him on so many gadget plays – 
they want him for the playoffs. They want him for their run. So they can't. Re- they don't really want to risk Hill. Like I will. To be honest, I, I'm shocked that they're not sitting Breeze and Thomas and Ingram and Thomas and Kamara. Kamara. It's why are they even rolling these guys out there even for a couple series? Why? You, you've done your job this season. You're the number one seed. You have home field throughout. Go out and win every game, and you, you make the play, and you make the Super Bowl. But uh, for me, I just. I'm not touching the situation. I just, there's nothing I can trust. Like you want a, a straight tournament flyer play Dwayne Washington or Keith Kirkwood. That, that's it. There you go. There you go. Now, on a side note, hopefully this will make the people laugh. Uh, I've got Alvin Kamara on my season long team. So I'm going to have to get him out of there this week. I already picked up CJ Anderson and I've got Derek Henry and Fournette. So I'm probably going to pick up somebody. Before that, too, because I don't think he's going to play the whole game. So wish me luck. I'm in the championship. If I win this week, uh, I take home all the money again. <laughs> hey, well, um, no, no season long league should run all, all 17 weeks. You need you guys need to have a, a, a talk. My Mine ended last week, and I'm so glad it did. I have McCaffrey <laughs> and Kamara. So uh, I'm yeah. really glad I was able to win my, my friends and family league. Oh, yeah, yeah. In nine years, I've won that league. So it's all the bragging rights in the world. I get you'll yeah. get to throw it in their face for the rest of the year. I hate season long. <laughs> um, Jets and Patriots, 44 and a half total here. New England favored by 13 and a half. Um, you know, the Jets don't have anything to play for. The Patriots do. Um, so New England's in the two seed right now. They win, they stay in the two seed. If the Chiefs and the Chargers lose, New England could get the one seed, but more, more than likely they're going to have the two seed uh, if they win. If they lose, they can fall, I think, all the way down uh, to the three seed. Uh, so, Well, you, you know what else is crazy about this too, Stevie, with, with the New England side? Uh, I, like, like, listen, so, so a lot of people would have to lose. But if Casey lost in the Chargers and Baltimore and Houston and Tennessee – like this, the whole AFC could just kind of flip in their favor. I just thought that was interesting. I don't. All five of those teams aren't going to lose, but it, it was just still interesting. Oh yeah, um, I, New England's going to play their guys here. Belichick hates re- resting guys in Week 17 anyway. They're going to play their guys, but let's start with the Jets. The Jets, they're four and eleven. They don't necessarily want to win this game, but they want Sam Darnold to keep this momentum that he's starting to get uh, recently. Like he's put together back-to-back really good games, five touchdowns to zero interceptions against Houston and Green Bay in the last two weeks. Um, I I think that the Jets are a little interesting here. Um, I I think McGuire, I got on him really late last week. Um, I'm glad I played some of him. I loved Robbie Anderson. I talked about on the podcast last week, you got excited and, you know, we, we rode Robbie Anderson to some money last week, but I think you could go back to the well on those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, th- I think Robbie Anderson's got the speed to, you know, pretty much get behind anybody. Here's the one guy, though, that I feel like I missed out on, and I've kind of, I was kind of on this guy when he was a little hot catching touchdowns. Chris Herndon just had a, a, a really good game. Uh, last week, and I, I know he w- he was barely on, um, and and he seems to be a kind of a favorite target of uh, of Darnold. So 
I mean, I think if you're going to play this offense, you know, if, if you're going with, with the onslaught strategy, like, you know, what I did with the Browns last week, I, I really think you could do like a Darnold McGuire, Anderson, and Herndon stack. I know that's four guys. And I know it seemed like a lot, but if Darnold throws for 300 yards again and Anderson and Herndon are soaking up most of the yards and touchdowns and McGuire as well, I mean, you've got yourself a really formidable stack on a week where – you know, one of the most important games I think of the week, you know, it's on our fantasy draft slate, but it's not on the main slate. It's on the big site. So uh, I, th- I think you could really do something special there if Darnold throws for over 300 yards again. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, this is an interesting Jets side of this game because I think the spread will keep people off of them, but it's not like the New England defense has been great this season. They're 19th in total DVOA. 20th against the running backs, 18 against wide receiver one. Um, they're a little bit better against tight ends, but like the pieces that we want to attack here for the Jets are interesting. Um, they're going to want to get McGuire work. Anderson's been crushing. Like, you know, this is interesting. It doesn't sound like a new one's going to play. Um, so Patriots side, you know, I'm done with Gronk. I just I know he's super cheap. I probably I'm okay. I'm not done with Gronk. I'll play him on a couple teams because I'll probably script this week. It's the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. But just he's been so disappointing. Like Edelman, I like Michelle here. Brady's cheap. Like Brady's cheap against the Jets at home. Um, you know, for what it's worth. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, in a game where, you know, we feel like they want to win. I mean, he's 6K. Uh I mean, that's, that's not too shabby. I mean, I played Baker Mayfield at 6,100 last week uh, against Cincinnati. So I definitely don't mind firing up Brady uh, for 6K against the Jets. Um, he, he should perform pretty well. I mean, he put up 19.2 fantasy points against this team, 283 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you know, he was 17 yards away from the, from the bonus, which would have almost given him an extra touchdown. So, you know uh, – I definitely, definitely don't mind Brady here. I do, I do think Sony Michelle is, is is the play. I was on him a week too early, uh, but that's okay. I still think you know he's in a good spot here again. I think he can go for over a hundred and get a touchdown. Um, and then, like you said, Julian Edelman, uh, he's just going to be the guy. I think the rest of the season. I mean, if you look at these targets, he as of right now, last three games, he's you know getting t- ten plus targets a game. Uh, you know, they've decreased by one each game, but that doesn't matter. I still think he's going to be around that same range and, you know, 10 targets a game. I, I just don't think you can, you can, you can beat that in this offense. Um, you know, I, I do think also with uh, our good friend, Mr. Josh Gordon. Now maybe James White starts to kind of reemerge in the passing game a little bit more, uh, but he, he's not a primary play for me. And that's about it. I know, you know, um, Cordero Patterson kind of had a, a an okay game, but, you know, he's still not a guy that's going to get, you know, too many targets in this offense. If if Patterson sits with this knee injury, um, he was limited on Wednesday. If he sits, I'll probably play a couple shots of Hogan. I think he could bump up Gronk if Patterson sits too. But Edelman's really the, the wide receiver you want to target. He's expensive, though. Um, he's not cheap this week, but – Sonny Michelle is an excellent pivot off of Elijah McGuire, by the way, uh, for anybody that's, you know, looking at that range. They're right at the same price range. So, yeah. Um, Lions and Packers, 44 total. Green Bay favored by nine in this game. Um, 
you know, neither one of these teams with anything to play for outside the fact that these two teams hate each other. Um, the Lions-Packers rivalry goes on and on and on for very many years, and this game is in Green Bay. Um, we talked a lot about the Green Bay game last week, and it is the only reason that I didn't lose money last week. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I would have stacked that game more last week, but man, oh man, oh man, what a game from Aaron Rodgers last week. Let's start with the Lions side of things here. Is there anything you feel comfortable with uh, for Detroit? Uh, I don't feel – okay, so, yes, I do think we can play Kenny Galladay, okay? I mean, the guy got 15 targets last week. 15. I mean, that's insane. He only caught six of them, but he got 15 targets. And we did just see – what the Jets were able to do to the Packers. However, this game is on the road. But, you know, does Matthew Stafford want to come out and have, you know, a nice end to his season? Maybe so. I, I just I, I, I just think the only guy I want to play here, though, is Kenny Galladay. And, and I think that's it. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, I don't – I mean, he got 11 carries last week. I just – I don't want to mess with this running game. Um, you know, Zinner got eight carries, but I, I just they're splitting time still. I think the only guy I'm interested in is Kenny Galladay, and that's it. Yep, Galladay would be the play. At least eight targets in six out of the last seven games since week 10. Um, uh, just super solid. Um, maybe it's five out of the last six, but I think it's six out of the last seven. I think that's what I wrote down earlier. Um, on the Green Bay side of things, the only problem that i have with rogers this week i still love the price on rogers he was 63 last week against the jets i feel like 63 is just too cheap for aaron Rodgers. we talked about it last week um and then he went out and put up almost 46 fantasy points um the only problem that i have with rogers this week is i don't know if detroit can keep this game as close as the jets did last week like detroit <laughs> there's so many injuries for detroit right now um i like rogers I think I'll play some Rodgers here. Um, well, yeah, yeah, Rodgers, Adams, you know, the guys that we always target here. I'd be shocked if Cobb comes back this week. I just – I don't really see them rushing him. But should we consider Jake Kumaro? You know, I know he only got three targets last week, but he ended up playing more snaps than um, Brown did. So do we take a shot on men's salary, or do you think we don't need it this week? Oh boy! I mean, maybe he he just he didn't get the targets, but maybe he gets a few more. There's another guy that would always do this at the end of the season to us from Green Bay. I can't remember what what's that? Janice. Yes, yes, Jeff. Jeff, he would do that to us at the end of the year. Break out for <laughs> you know eight catches and 120 yards and two touchdowns. And oh yeah, sitting there scratching your head like what is happening? But I don't think that's going to happen here. Um, I'm just saying, like the only reason I'm bringing this up, I I, I really don't think Cobb plays. He yeah, might no, no, no. I don't. But think Brown, will. Brown, St. Brown is in the concussion protocol as well, so. If both of these guys sit, this guy's min salary is the only thing. Like, if they run three wide receiver sets, it'd be Adams, it'd be Scantling, and it'd be um, this guy. So, Kumaro. Uh, that's all the only reason I'm bringing it up. He's 3K. We know 
we know that Aaron Rodgers likes to chuck the ball around the field. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is a good little blurb that we even have on our, our website, just talking about the fact that you know, he, if the players are healthy, he said they're playing. So uh, I, I think Devontae Adams, as as usual, is just going to be my favorite Packer, uh, along with Aaron Rodgers. I, I I do think this could be a huge game for Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm really big on guys playing. This is the last game of the season that happens to be at home. So I think Rodgers is going to play here. I think as of right now. Uh, on this main slate so far, I, I think Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks. Obviously, we're going to get the Mr. Ben Roethlisberger against the Bengals, who's like just my top, top, top play. But Ben is on, the lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the main slate, obviously. But he, he's your but, cash game quarterback this week. Don't overthink it. Yeah, anyway, yeah, going, I'm sorry. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, but but I think on, on, on fantasy draft, I think I've really got four quarterbacks, maybe five, Let, let's say five quarterbacks that, which I always have five, but there are only five that I actually want to play this week. Uh, and that's Lamar Jackson, Watson, uh, Rogers, Brady, Roethlisberger. Like, like those are my, those are my guys. And um, I think, I think that's how we're going to do it. So yeah, I, I like, I do like, uh, Rodgers here as a contrarian tournament option on a, on a spot where I think people will, kind of, will, will maybe forget about this game because I think people will be enamored with the stuff we were looking at pre-show. Okay, what's important? Who needs to win? And I think they could overlook, you know, a Rodgers-Adams combo on a spot where these guys are at home against a struggling Lions team. Yeah, and don't forget Detroit is 32nd in DVOA against the pass this season. They've been awful yeah. against the pass all year, so – um, and, and don't forget about Jamal Williams. Um, no, 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 not at all. Not I, I know all. we didn't mention him here as we were going, but don't forget about Jamal Williams. He looked really good last week. Uh, yes, averaged six yards a carry, had nine targets, caught six of them for 60 yards. Jamal Williams, excellent play again this week. Um, another piece of that Green Bay uh, offense that we want to attack here. Oh, yeah. Um, Cowboys and Giants, 41 total. Giants favored by six is all you need to know. That's all you need to know about playing anybody from Dallas. That, that's all you need to know. There's no way I'm touching anybody from Dallas this weekend outside of maybe like a, a Noah Brown. <laughs> well, I'm dead serious. No, dead no, I, I got you. I mean, we talked about it. Uh, I, I don't want to play. I will say this. Rod Smith is really interesting. We've seen what Rod Smith can do when he gets a full complement of carries, you got to think Rod Smith is going to get 17 or 18 carries uh, this game, right? And if and if the, all the guys sit, don't you think they're going to give him the Zeke treatment and give him maybe 20-plus touches? I think if Rod Smith gets 20-plus touches, he's going to smash this week. The good thing about this game is at 11 and 30 on Sunday morning, we get the inactives and it comes out. Zeke is, is Zeke is Zeke active? Is Zeke inactive? If Zeke is inactive, Rod Smith is certainly somebody I'm looking at. He's not a lock. He's not as cheap as some of these other guys. Like Michelle is cheaper than Rod Smith this week. So he's not a lock for me, but he would be a guy that I would certainly consider. Yeah, uh, you know, slight plug in for Yahoo. Uh, I know, he's I know, probably min salary over there. They probably he, missed the boat. 
He's eleven bucks. Uh, just, if you're playing on Yahoo this week, you're watching just, that inactive list massively this week. Yes, That's all you're like, doing. You know, you only get to throw in ten lineups. Rod Smith might be a ten out of ten for me over there. I wonder if Noah Brown's excited. He got much mentioned on a podcast. <laughs> I hope he's listening. What's up, Noah? Welcome. Welcome. Um, but yeah, even. Even if the Cowboys are active, they'd be dumb. And I'm not saying this to be mean, but they'd be dumb to roll these guys out this week. They're not going anywhere. They're the four seed in the NFC. They're not going anywhere. You know, they're playing in the wild card game. Uh, you know, it is what it is. They're they're playing. They're playing. I think Seattle, right? I think it's it's. I think it's set. I'm pretty sure, but. Um. So I'm pretty sure they're playing Seattle in the in the wild card game, and it's set. Yes, they are. So yes, they are. Yeah. Nine and six. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason to go out there and get you guys hurt. Um, let's see. Giant side of things. There's some narrative here for Saquon. You know, everybody's talking about Baker Mayfield winning the Rookie of the Year. You know, Barkley could go out here and. Remind everybody, you know, why he was drafted so high and, you know, make one final case for rookie of the year with Mayfield having to play Baltimore. I, outside of that, though, I, man, I'm so mad. I'm so mad, Will. I didn't go back to the well on Sterling Shepard. I'm oh, so man. done with him. And he finally had the game that he should have been having last week, six for 113. But, you know, really for me, it, it's it's Barkley. Because if we really think about it, if we really look at like the top end running backs, McCaffrey probably not going to get a full workload. Elliott not going to get a full workload. Gurley likely not to get a full workload. Melvin Gordon probably going to get a full workload. If they're starting to say that he's starting to feel close to 100%. They need to win. But then it's Barkley. Kamara's not going to get a full workload. Um, you know, Connor's back to practice fully. They need to win. He might get a full workload. But, like, if we look at the top running backs this week, you know, Barkley might be the only guy that gets a full workload this week. Yeah, he might be. And uh, for, for that reason alone, I mean, look, I, I view Barkley this week the same way I view Aaron Rodgers this week and the same way I viewed McCaffrey last week. Last game of the season at home, and he's he's trying to possibly make a push for rookie of the year. He's he's not going to take home any more hardware this year outside of that. Uh, I got to think that the Giants would like for him to bring home rookie of the year. You know, I think it would be, make you know, look good. <laughs> right, right, something nice for their organization. So uh, I I think Barkley's the number one play as far as spend up at running back. I mean, there's so many cheap guys this week, especially if Gurley sits, you'll get C.J. Anderson. We'll get Rod Smith and Zeke is out. And I think we'll get Jamal Williams again. Like, they're just guys we're going to get. We're going to get Jalen Samuels against Cincinnati. But if we're spending up, uh, I think Barkley is the play. I like Melvin Gordon, but I, I still think Barkley is the play if we're spending up. I think he, I think he wants rookie of the year. I think it's Barkley and Connor at the top, assuming that Connor's 100%. They said he practiced fully Wednesday, but it's a Pittsburgh running back and a must win against Cincinnati. It's it's a really it, like it, it it's, you know, it, it's simple at that point for me, but 
like Barkley's in that conversation for sure. But like you said, there's so many cheap running backs this week. It's be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, moving on, right? Nothing else to really talk about here. Any any interest in the wide receivers, or are we just playing Barkley? I guess we possibly could play Shepard. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on those guys this week. Um, I think it's just Barkley. There's going to be so many other receivers that we can get to. I just, I think I'll pass. Yeah, and I don't, I'd be shocked if Beckham plays. There's no no incentive for him to play. Jaguars at Texans, 40 total. Houston favored by six and a half. Uh, Like the Patriots, Houston has something to play for this weekend. They both play at one o'clock. Houston can jump New England if New England loses. Um, So, you know, this is a game where if they win, they get a bye if New England loses. So, of course, they're going to come out full full blaze in here. We'll start with the Jags. Um, randomly inactivated um, our boy last week, um, Yeldon. Blake Bortles set to start here uh, with Cody Kessler getting – I think – did he get hurt or did he get benched? But anyway, um, he was awful, so he probably got benched. Um, what are we doing here? And I guess we should mention that, you know, Fournette, um, is dealing with a foot ankle injury. So be shocked if he plays a hundred percent of the snaps. Yeah. I, I don't think Fournette's going to, going to play a hundred percent of the snaps this week. Um, no need to roll him out there on the road. Like I said, th- th- this team's on the road. I'm actually expecting Houston to really give Jacksonville a beat down this week, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, Jacksonville doesn't care. They underachieved. You know, the big mouth defense down there in Florida has underachieved this year. And, you know, I, I just think they're just done for the year. They don't, they don't care. They don't have anything to play for. And so I'm expecting Houston to really just stick it to these guys all game until they decide that maybe they need to pull their starters because maybe they're up by so many points. Um, and I think that's well within the realm of possibility in this game. I don't think Jacksonville is going to play the spoiler. I think Houston is going to smash these guys. And so uh, even though Blake Bortles is, is back at the helm, um, I mean, I do know that the Houston Texans secondary hasn't been as good, but I, I'm just I'm just not interested in the Jaguars. I'm going to pass on this whole offense. Could be Bortles' last game in this uniform. It sounds like he's going to be let go at the end of the season. It could be a game that he showcases, but not the greatest matchup in the world. Um, Definitely like the Houston defense here. You know, outside of the Houston defense, you know, I think like Deshaun Watson's in play. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, certainly somebody we're looking at. Uh, DT out uh, for the season after the injury, which kind of stinks. Um, Cote is still dealing with a hamstring injury. So, like, DeAndre Carter could be interesting if Cote uh, sits. He's pretty cheap across the industry. Uh, would move into the wide receiver two spot. Um, Lamar Miller is the biggest question mark here. He was limited Wednesday dealing with that ankle injury. Um, I- I'm not touching Blue after playing him last week. If I just I'm not touching this running game if Miller's out. I'm probably not touching this running game anyway because the Jags are still pretty good against the run. Watson, Hopkins, Carter, if Cote sits, that's kind of where I'm looking at Houston and the defense yeah. and the defense. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I will say this though, I I do have some interest in Alfred Blue this week. I like that makes I said, one of us will. 
<laughs> just like, like, like I said, we, I know we maybe feel like, you know, we we maybe didn't get it right. And yeah, they're saying Lamar Miller's trending upward, but I like I said, this team is at home. They want to win, and Jacksonville doesn't care. I, I think Blue could have an upside game here if Miller sits. So I, he's a guy I've got on my radar. But Watson Hopkins, if if uh, Kiki QT is out, I mean, I think DeAndre Carter's just – you just fire him up. I mean, he caught six balls last week. He's, you know, close to the minimum on, on most sites. And uh, so I, I think I, I think I think you take a shot on him. I mean, he caught six balls last week for uh, – 61 yards, and I think he could do something similar here if if QT is out. So uh, he's a guy I'm, I'm looking at uh, heavily on all sides uh, in the event these guys sit. I think he could really be involved here, and if he gets in the end zone with, the, with, that, with that same type of production, then I think that's going to be perfectly fine this week. You know, I'll take 18 points from a fairly minimum price receiver and uh, go from there. But, of course, Watson Hopkins' main targets. Yeah, my, and then like my only issue with Blue was Foreman got the some of the work, and that was just frustrating. But they didn't really run the ball much. They really just threw the ball, um, you know, in that game last week. Well, they'll run it this week, I think, because I think they're going to be up. Falcons and Bucks in Tampa, fifty-one total. Tampa favored by one and a half. Probably my favorite game on the one o'clock slate for just pure offense. Like both these teams. Both of these coaches just trying to, you know, show something here at the end of the season. You know, where they sit, like Atlanta is six and nine, Tampa's five and ten. They're not getting, you know, top three draft picks. You know, they're not like both these teams are gonna go out and they're gonna throw the ball this weekend in this game, uh, in my opinion. So it makes this game interesting. What are we looking at here on the Falcons side of things? Well, first of all, uh, let me just say Julio Jones has really turned it on at the end of the season. Uh, long gone are all those statements of Julio not catching touchdowns. I mean, you know, starting at the end of the season, he just pretty much went on a touchdown frenzy. Uh, you, mean, I mean, you mean Matt Ryan found his best wide receiver in the end zone? <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, one game he even got two. I mean, like I said, you know, he, I mean, he still only has seven touchdowns on the year. Uh, but, I mean, we, we just see what kind of production this guy is capable of when they give him the ball. And some of these he created on his own. But anyway, I, I just want to put that out there. So Julio, I like Julio in this spot if he plays. Um, Tevin Coleman, I mean, I, I don't know if he plays this week. I mean, I, I don't think they need to play him. This is another team that has underachieved. They're on the road. Um, you know, I, I like Julio, but I am kind of afraid that maybe they do play some of the backups at some point, whether they're winning or losing, just to kind of give these guys some reps, you know, throughout for, for the end of the year. So I don't know if it'll be beginning of the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter, middle of the third, but – I do think with, with, with the Falcons, I think they might give some of these older guys some rest. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of – I'm a little concerned with Coleman even playing uh, with yeah. that groin injury. Uh, if he sits, like, you know, Brian Hill, it's it's a Tampa matchup. Like, you know, he, he had eight carries for 115 yards last week. I know he had a fumble, but, 
he would be somebody I'd certainly consider this week if Coleman doesn't play uh, Hill under 4K. Like, Julio, he only had one target in the second half of that game. Uh, with Dealing with that injury, um, that rib injury, I really started to slow him out down. Might be a spot to fade Julio uh, and maybe play, like, Ridley or Hooper or somebody – or Sanu, sorry. Um, but, yeah, I, I like I like the Falcons in this game. Yeah, like I said, I like them. I'm just afraid they might rest some of these guys. Um, if, if I will say this. If we think they're going to rest guys like Julio or like a Sanu, I think somebody like Marvin Hall becomes squarely in play. Like if that's the, if that's kind of the way we're thinking about it, um, I, I just think he's a guy. I'm I, I'm not. I'm only going to play him though if I really feel like they're going to rest these guys like middle of the game or you know even three fourths of the game, um, because then you know Marvin Hall should get you know a few targets at the end and, and you know maybe he could get in the box or something. But anyway, he's not like a primary play. It's just he's a he's just a long shot based on the way I think the Falcons are going to script this game out. You think it'd be Hall over Hardy? Uh, I do. Okay. I you know I think like Hardy was the guy that I was thinking of. So we I, honestly to play either one of those guys though, like the in, inactives would have to come out and like Julio would have to be inactive or something for me to yeah. even those guys. But yeah. Um, as far as the Bucks go. You know, we talked a lot earlier this season about, you know, the running back situation in Tampa and how awful it was. But we rolled the dice with Peyton Barber in week six against Atlanta in Atlanta. And that's kind of where he started to, you know, kind of really take over this role. Um, I don't mind playing Peyton Barber here, but realistically, I really like Jameis Winston this week. Um, It might burn me. Like, go out and show me what you're worth, Winston. That, that's what this matchup feels like for me. It's your home your home closer. Go out and show me what you got. Yeah, uh, Winston and Mike Evans should do some work here this week. Um, like I said, Winston's just kind of right outside of that group of guys I'm looking at. But, you know, we know, we know his favorite target is Mike Evans, and we know he wants to throw the ball. And so, you know, with that approach, and I mean, I love the way you're thinking there. Last game of the season, um, you know, he needs to earn his way back into the hearts and minds of the Tampa Bay faithful. And what better time to do it than, you know, your last game of the year and close it out strong. So uh, I'm with you. I I, I think Jameis is is squarely in play uh, as long as he doesn't throw two interceptions because then we'll get Mr. Fitzmagic. Fitz, uh, Fitz Magic wasn't even active last week. He was inactive last week. He wasn't even the backup last week. So I really think Jameis is just going to – they're going to throw Jameis out here against Atlanta, I feel like, and just let him do his thing. Division game too. Like, yeah. you know, I, just, I have a hard time not seeing Winston have a good game here. So he's certainly going to be a guy that I have in my player pool this weekend. Like you mentioned, Mike Evans. Do not forget about Adam Humphreys. Um, yeah. he's, he's mashing in the slot right now. Uh, so I, I definitely like Adam Humphreys in this game as well. Um, Mike Evans, Humphreys, and Winston, three guys, and, you know, that I'm going to be looking at here. Oh, and uh, Peyton Barber. All right, 4 o'clock, 425. There's a bunch of them this week. Uh, a lot of games at 4 o'clock, and it feels like almost every single one of these games have some type of playoff narrative here. We start with Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. 41 total, Baltimore favored by six. Baltimore wins, they're in. 
Um, Cleveland wins and Pittsburgh wins. And Pittsburgh gets in. So the thing that's interesting here is the Cleveland Browns want to win this game because they want to finish the season off strong. They want to show, especially this coach. This coach wants to win because he wants this job. Um, so the, this is really interesting. It's a really, really tough matchup on paper. Um, I don't think any of us will argue that. What are you doing here with Cleveland? Fade. Fade. I'm, oh. not ta- I'm not taking anyone from Cleveland against Baltimore in Baltimore in a game that they need to win, and they're going to be controlling the clock most of the game. I like Baker. I like Chubb. I like Landry. I like Ninjoku, but I, I don't think they're going to get it done here. I think they're going to play hard. I know they want to win, but I don't think they're going to win this game. I think I think Baltimore is coming to play. They know what they have to do. They got to take care of business. Uh, they just they, they've already given Harbaugh an extension. I think I, I think this team is going to win. I, I don't think Cleveland has a chance. I think Cleveland has a chance. You know, I I think it's a tough matchup. Don't get me wrong, but Baker Mayfield is showing us something. You know, I, I don't think anybody will argue with how tough the matchup is, but. You know, this guy, we're we're talking about a guy that recently threw for 397 yards against the Houston defense in Houston. So, like, we, we got we to gotta respect the talent of this guy. You know, he's not, you know, a first-round quarterback for no reason, but it's a tough matchup. I don't think I would play Mayfield here. I, I might play a couple teams with him just because of the narrative, but I like Njoku. This team allows the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends this season. We know this guy has big playability. I like Najoku. I'll probably play a little bit of Landry because he's under 6K. They priced him for the matchup. Um, as much as I like Chubb, I don't think I can pull the trigger on Chubb this weekend. He has been awesome this season. Ran the ball really well last week. You know, he was one of my highest oh, yeah. players last week. Ran the ball great. Just you got to get in the paint, and he wasn't able to do that. But, you know, ran for 100 yards for the fourth time this season. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, last week I had Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb 100%. I, I just I, – I felt good about the Browns. I went all in on them, uh, and I was perfectly fine with that. Didn't work out the way I planned, and that's okay. But, uh, but yeah, I just – like I said, I, I think the Baltimore – I think the Baltimore defense is going to show up there at home. I do think this is a tough game, and so – Obviously, I don't expect Cleveland to just have a meltdown. I expect them to score a few points, but I'm expecting it to be more like, you know, 14 to 17 points, and maybe Baker throws for, you know, 180 yards or something and a touchdown. Like, I just don't think it's going to be an explosion. So that's why I'm just not going to play any Browns. Right. Completely understand. You know, there's so many spots that could explode this weekend, but just because this game has meaning doesn't automatically mean, like, Guys are going to put up 40 fantasy points, you know. Um, yeah. So. yeah, this got meaning for both sides. Like you said, I mean, I know Cleveland wants to win. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're, they're having somewhat of a, a beneficial winning season. Like, it's good for them, uh, you know. So, like, I, I, I see both sides of it for sure. What are we doing here um, with the Baltimore side of things? Like, you know, Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, I feel like they're going to run the ball and try to control the clock as much as they possibly can. 
Another reason that you might not like Mayfield because you think that they're going to try to kill as much clock as possible here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that That's exactly, you know, I, I think I kind of brought that up a little bit earlier as well. Like, I think Jackson and Edwards are just going to try, try to run wild. And, uh, you know, they'll probably sprinkle in some play action. Jackson will probably throw it, throw it 18 to 23 times or something like that. But I'm expecting them to run the ball 30-plus times in this game. And uh, I think that's what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, I, I do think this could potentially be an upside game for Lamar Jackson, uh, like, through the air. Uh, even though, even though I think he's only going to throw it, like I said, 18 to 23 times or so, I think there's some big playability against this Cleveland defense. Uh, if, if he can connect, I just don't know who it's going to be with. So, uh, I'll just rather play Jackson and Edwards, but I do think Jackson could have somewhat of an upside game here. Um, that's really all I got for that one. Let's move on. We got the Bengals and the Steelers, 45 and a half, uh, total Pittsburgh favored by 14 and a half. Um, is there any interest here on the Bengals side of things? Um, we know they're going to be trailing. We know Driscoll will throw. Uh, we, we've certainly learned that about, you know, Jeff Driscoll is he's not afraid to throw the football. You know, had a decent game last week, even though he only threw for 133 yards. Uh, he added a couple touchdowns, ran the ball a couple times. Um we know he's going to throw. Do we trust like a John Ross or CJ Uzma or Cody core? Like, do we trust any of these guys? Uh, I don't. Um, I mean, I know it's Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh needs to win. I, I'm just not going to play these guys. I mean, I know Uzoma had a you know, fairly good game last week for, for a tight end. Yeah, great party. matchup it was, on paper. Yeah. It was like one of the best matchups on the slate last week. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I'm going to fade this fade this game. I mean, not this game, this team. Only side I'm interested in is the Pittsburgh side, uh, and that's pretty much it for me. I, I like Nixon. I wish he had a little bit more help on offense. I mean, I really wish he had a little bit more help uh, because you know he's not going to get any ownership this week. Like, nobody's thinking about playing Joe Mixon. Wouldn't you agree, Steve? I, I don't think anybody wants to play Joe Mixon this week. I think he's in that price range that people are going to avoid. I think they're going to pay up for the 7K, 8K guys, or they're going to go down to the 4K guys. I don't think people are going to live in this six, like 6K range. You know, if we look at the guys in this range, you know, it's Samuels with Connor back. We're not going to play him. Carson in a game, it doesn't sound like means much. Chubb, Cook, you know, Cook against Chicago in a, in a game that matters. Spencer Ware could be back this week, but it's just if, if Ware's back, do you trust him, you know, to play the full game? It's just there's so many question marks in the 6K range that, like, Jamal Williams is probably my favorite 6K guy, and he's 6K. So right, I, I, right. I could see Mixon being really low on this week. Yeah, so, I mean, and that that's kind of what I was thinking. And I, I really – I mean, I feel like he's one of the better plays out of that group. Uh, but I, I still don't know if I can pull the trick. I just don't feel like he has enough help everywhere else to get the job done. So I'm, I'm just going to fade the Bengals. Just going to fade them. Pittsburgh's run defense has been stout this season too. They're seventh, seventh least fantasy points to running backs. 
Uh, fourth yes. most to tight ends. If you want to go back to the well on CJ Uzma, I know I'm probably saying it wrong. I don't care. But I think you could go back to the well on him. Over five targets now in six in six out of the last seven games. Um, he's cheap. Love cheap tight ends. Uh, it's Pittsburgh. They're going to be down. There you go. That, that's what I got. On the Pittsburgh side of things, it sounds like James Conner is going to play, and it sounds like he is going to play at 100%. It's an instant fade on Samuels for me. Um, I will play Connor. I will play Juju. I will play Brown. I will play Ben. Um, it's just – it's a must-win game, and they're facing one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Uh, must-win, like you said. One, one of the worst defenses in the league. You just have to play them. Uh, throw them in there. Uh, all these guys should eat. Ben, Connor, Brown, Juju, Vance McDonald. Uh, you know, th- this would probably be my onslaught team of the week if I was going to take a team and say, okay, I'm rolling out 20 lineups, all Steelers, all Steeler combinations, you know, Ben, Connor, Brown, Ben, Connor, Juju, Ben Connor, Brown McDonald, Ben Connor, Juju, you know, McDonald, Ben Connor, Brown. Juju. Like, I, I just – I try to find as many combinations as I could of this team because I think they're going to eat. I, I don't think the Bengals are going to stop them, uh, and, and they should they should produce admirably. What's interesting, you know, people we, – we talk about, like, you know, how wide receivers can limit each other. Juju and Brown combined for 72 DK points last week. Combined for 72. Um, so the upside for them to both go off is certainly there. It's a must-win game. Uh, you know, it's a must-win game. They're going to have the gas pedal pounded down the whole time. The, the the Oh, man. The Baltimore plays at the same time. So, you know, expect this game to... Expect Pittsburgh to put it on Cincinnati as much as they can. They, these two teams don't like each other anyway, so yeah. Tomlin doesn't matter about care about running up the score. So Ben, very safe cash game play. If Connor's good to go, then he's going to be a top end running back for me, like top three running back for me. Um, I love I love the Steelers here. Yeah, yeah, I think they're I think they, they, these guys are great plays, great plays. Bears and Vikings, 40 and a half total here. Minnesota favored by four and a half. Uh, both these teams want to win this game. Real quick playoff rundown here. Uh, if Chicago wins and the Rams lose, Chicago will move in to the two seed. Uh, so obviously they want to win this game. And then Minnesota, if they win, they're in. Um, so, you know, they got to win this game. Obviously, if they lose and Philadelphia wins, then they're out. So, both of these teams have something to play for here. Uh, expect this to be one of the games that is gritted out. And, you know, what I was just saying a minute ago, just because this game has a bunch of some like to play for, does it automatically make these guys must plays? This game has a low total, be a, a game that's probably a lot of running to this game. Um, what do we like here with the Bears? Uh, I don't really like anybody. This, this is going to be a game that I just kind of skip over. Uh, you know, last game of the season, like like you talked about, I mean, I think you've made a phenomenal point there. Just talking about the fact that just because a game is is a must win or it has playoff impl- implications or it's important to both sides, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get exceptional fantasy production. 
And so, you know, for me, you know, I, I'm a Trubisky truther. I love playing Trubisky. I love playing Tariq Cohen. Um, but I, I think I'm just going to take a fade on both sides. Um, I don't trust Kirk Cousins in this spot. I don't think he's going to get the job done. I, I don't think the Vikings are going to win. Uh, and I like the Bears defense. So, um, you know, and I, but I also don't like Chicago as much on the road as far as their offense against the Vikings, even though the Vikings do have, you know, a few injuries to, to their, to their defensive uh, side of the ball. I just, this is just kind of an uninteresting spot for me. I do think this is going to be a good game to watch, even if it is low scoring. I know that sounds crazy in today's NFL, but I do think this will be a good game. Uh, but I think for fantasy production, I don't think it's going to yield much. So it's just going to be a stay away for me. Yeah, um, I don't think I could agree more. Uh, game that I don't love, I'll play pieces of this game. Not very, like maybe 5 to 10%. Full on um, Dean percentage on some of these guys, you know, is the 10%. But like, I don't mind taking a shot on like Trey Burton, who's cheap, who has upside. Allen Robinson at his price, who's cheap, who has upside. Um, would be the two guys that I'd probably take a shot on Chicago, like Jordan Howard, maybe on Fandle where touchdowns matter. And then on like the Vikings side of things, like Thielen has an awful matchup in the slot. So maybe I'd take a shot on Diggs because of that. And they're feeding Dalvin cook, but it's really hard to play a running back um, against the Chicago bears. Like, it's almost like, you know, I know they're going to feed him the ball, but if they feed him the ball, they're probably going to get crushed in this game. Uh, the Bears' fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. So, and what are they in DVOA? Let's see. I just was looking at it too. Vikings, the Bears are second in DVOA against the run and first against the pass. That's just how good this yeah. defense is. Bears defense yeah. is legit play this week too. Yeah, for sure. I, I like them. Uh, and I think you'll get a lot lower ownership on them this week because they're on the road against Minnesota. Must win games, though. Players show up in these types of games. Big game cousins. Let's see if he can do it. Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins, 42 total. Philadelphia favored by six and a half. I really regret not playing Nick Foles last week. I knew he was going to be chalk. I made a stand, and I faded him, and obviously it didn't work out. Big game Nick showed up. He has to win this game in Washington. Don't think Washington's just going to lay down and let their division rival win this game. Um, what are we doing with the Eagles? Oh, man, I mean, I, gosh, man. I hate being a day late and a dollar short. and that's I what, hate it. That's what happened with me and Foles and – and Zach Ertz last week. Um, we played Jeffrey. I know yeah. you did it too. I loved yeah. Jeffrey last week, and it was yeah. just Ertz. I played Ertz, plenty, Ertz game. I had pl I've had plenty of Jeffrey. I think I had Ertz on one or two teams. That was it. And that uh, was one or two more teams than me. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was so. going to be chalk, and I was just like, I'm oh, I'm not doing it. And you know, obviously, sometimes that doesn't work out, and it didn't work out last week. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it did right not. back to the well. Yeah, and you know, I don't think I'm going to play Foles again this week. Um, I just don't think I'm going to do it. Washington, Washington's only gotten beat down only just a handful of times this week. Like nobody's really run the score up on them too many times. Like you know, to where it's just been 
an embarrassment. So I, I, I don't think I'm going to play Foles again this week. I, I, I don't mind Ertz. Like, I don't ever not mind Ertz. Like, I could play him every week. I do think Jeffrey could still have a good game. But, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not that interested in the Eagles. I think the Redskins' defense at home, I know they don't have anything to play for, but this is a tough defense. I think they're going to show up. Um, you know, they did uh, – I think they did release DJ Swearinger. Because he said, I can't remember what he said, but I think Swearinger got released, which which may hurt their their safety spot. But I still think Washington is, is going to show up here. So um, I don't really want to play too many Eagles this week either. Yeah, like I'll play Jeffrey. I'll probably play some Foles just because I feel like he he showed us his ceiling last week and it's a must-win game. And I, I trust this coach. Um I'll have some Ertz. I won't be overweight on Ertz. I'll be underweight on Ertz. I'll be overweight on Jeffrey again. Uh, I think he's the play again. As far as Washington goes, you know, I know AP just, you know, doesn't seem to age like at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> the interesting thing here, right, is there's a good chance Jordan Reed doesn't play. He's dealing with a knee injury. Vernon Davis is in the concussion protocol, so we'll have to see how that works out. Maurice Harris, he's in the concussion protocol. We'll have to see how that works out. And then, you know, Jamison Crowder is dealing with a wrist injury, so we'll have to see how that works out. Um, It's just, what do we like in this game for Washington is really what it comes down to. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it comes down to, and I think the answer is not much. Uh, I, I will say this, you know. So Adrian Peterson has ref, rushed for a thousand yards this year, and you know he went over a hundred. He went for ninety eight in in the last matchup, and that was at Philly. This is at home. You got to think they're going to lean on AP this game. I don't really want to play anybody from Washington, especially with, you know, this banged up receiving core. But I think if I'm playing tournaments this week, I got to think AP just wants to stick it to the NFL and stick it to the other teams. And, you know, I I think he's going to come out and run angry and I think it's going to help Josh Johnson. So maybe if you're multi-entering, I think you need to sprinkle in AP 10% or so. Uh, I'm, I'm, and when I say 10%, I'm talking about 100, 150 lineups. If you're running 20 lineups or 10 lineups, maybe you have them in one and j- just in case he, you know, he, he has a huge game. But that's about it. I don't really want to play anybody from, from Washington either, even though this Eagle secondary has been horrendous. Yeah, that's kind of why I want to play somebody. Like, you know, if Vernon Davis sits, I think I'll have some ex- exposure to Jeremy Sprinkle yeah, uh, just minimal. because – He's super cheap. I'm if, if Crowder's good to go, I'll probably take some shots on him. I'll probably take some shots on Dotson. You know, if Peterson is really banged up, which he's been questionable all week, every every week this season, like maybe Thompson. But I, I want some exposure, to Washington, just because of how bad the Eagles have been on on defense recently. So, um, all right, Oakland Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs fifty two and a half. Chiefs favored by thirteen and a half here. Um, a little bit of playoff narrative here. Chiefs win; they're the number one seed in the AFC. They get a home field throughout, so this game matters to them. 
obviously it matters because you want to have home field. You want to be the number one seed. Um, so obviously they're going to try to win this game. They, if they lose and the, the Chargers win, they're not the number one seed. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Oakland Raiders. Did Jordy Nelson like found the fountain of youth or something? Um, I mean, man, all these guys, they every all the old guys are going to talk to AP. They're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of injections injections are you like, is he getting because they need to know. These these old guys are starting to show up. It only took Doug Martin sixteen weeks to get a hundred yard rushing game. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like Jalen Richard's a little banged up with an ankle injury and. Jerry Cook is dealing with a little bit of a rib injury. Are we really potentially looking at playing Jordy Nelson and maybe Doug Martin this week? Man, look. So here's the captions for Doug Martin this week. A Christmas miracle. Martin runs for 21, 107 and 1. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so all jokes aside, I've got some interest in Oakland. Uh, I know the Chiefs are at home. I mean, their defense has been better at home. Don't get me wrong. They have been, no no doubt. They, they have been, but I, I do have a little bit of interest in Jordy. Uh, I do have a little bit of interest in a guy like Jalen Rashard or, or Doug, but but not a lot. Like, But Jordy, I, I do have like serious interest in. Uh, I, I think he could have somewhat of a, a good game here, um, especially the way they're using him. Uh, when I was even watching his routes, a lot of his routes right now, I mean, he's catching balls eight, nine, ten yards down the field. He's not really catching too many around the line, uh, line of scrimmage. And, and I think that's done wonders for his production. So, you know, if he's going to be catching those types of passes, I mean, like if you look last week, I mean, he didn't score a touchdown, but he had six catches for 83 yards, 88 yards, excuse me. And it's just, it's just showing you, you know, the types of routes he's running and the balls he's catching. So he's not getting a lot of yards out to contact, but the where he's catching the ball has been effective. And if he gets in the end zone, boom, I mean, you're going to get an upside game out of him. So I, I like Jordy to end the year on a high note against a chief secondary that hasn't been that great. Yep, I uh, definitely like Jordy. The, the targets have been there over the last three games. Uh, ever since he said that he's starting to feel 100%, he's starting to get a lot of targets. So maybe that's a thing. As far as the Chiefs go, like if you're not playing Ben in cash, you're probably playing Patrick Mahomes in cash. It's a must-win game. He continues to try to show off what he has to win the MVP. It's at home. They want the number one seed. I think you can load up on Kelsey. I don't really like Tyreek Hill here. If I feel like... If there's a game that they could kind of be careful with Hill, this is the game. And if you just watch him run right now, it looks like he's really banged up. They could really, like, give him a little bit of a break. Um, so I actually, like, if – it sounds like Sammy Watkins is going to miss the game again. If Watkins is out, I really like I really like Kelsey again. And I actually think Chris Conley's in play. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind Chris Conley. Uh, I, I'm always going to like Kelsey. Like, I know he hasn't been having, I think the past, what, two games he hasn't had an upside game or something like that. Um, I, I think that's what it's been. Cause I think the game before he just had it. No, so so he had a really, really, really huge game, like three games ago against this very team. Uh, 12 catches for 
what is it, 127 yards. Uh, Kelsey? No, he had 12 catches for 168 yards and two touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, Yeah, and that was versus Oakland. So he hasn't really had an upside game. And I think I think because of his price, I don't think a lot of people are just going to decide, oh, yeah, I'm going to play Travis Kelty at 7,200 when they've got Ertz at 67 and Ingram at 53, uh, you know, just other guys that I think they could play. So I think he's going to go under – I mean, he's 7,200. I mean, that's wide receiver prices. And so I, I think he's going low on. I think this is the time to just strike again uh, while no one is on him. And hopefully you catch another upside game, even if it's not as much as it was. I mean, if he goes for 102 touchdowns, 120 in a touchdown, I think we'd all take that. So uh, Ertz is always my favorite target uh, from the Chiefs outside of uh, playing Patrick Mahomes. Um, You got to think Mahomes is going to go for 300 yards and a few touchdowns this week. And so, you know, he's another guy that I didn't mention, but, I think I may have to readjust my quarterback rankings and put him in there because uh, I think he's going to have a big game this week. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, like when you look at Kelsey, seventy-two hundred, but he's averaging twenty fantasy points per game. Diggs is seven K, eighteen and a half. Cooper's seventy-two, fifteen point nine. Edelman's seventy-six, seventeen point six. Like Kelsey averages more fantasy points per game than Keenan Allen. Mike Evans, Julian Edelman, Amari Cooper, Diggs, Robert Woods. Like, it's just he he should be priced this way. Nobody likes to play him because of his price, but he's certainly somebody we're looking at here in this game. It's a really good spot to target it's just, Kelsey. It's just because he's got the letters T-E next to it. If we put a W-R next to it, people would gladly play, 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 pay 7200 That's right. All right. Um... Moving on, 49ers and Rams, 48.5 total here. Rams favored by 10 in this game. Um, 49ers side of things first. It sounds like uh, Brita is not going to play in this game. It sounds like he's going to miss this game. It sounds like Pettis is going to miss this game as well. Um, oh, he, they already ruled out Pettis, and they rule out Brita already. So looking at the 49ers obviously jeff wilson's going to be the guy that gets the majority of the work here um he's not looked bad born could potentially be wide receiver one if goodwin misses this game um and he's really cheap what are we doing here with 49ers oh man i I don't want to play him but like you said most of their guys are going to be men price uh going against the rams but yeah i I think i'm going to pass i'm just not going to worry about it I don't. I don't think they're going to do much against the Rams here. The Rams are at home. Um, they are cheap. I do. I do think this is a sneaky spot for George Kittle to just you know close out the season with the bang and, and have a pretty nice game. He did have a fairly nice game against his team the last time. Not that you know that means anything, but I mean he had five catches for ninety-eight yards and a touchdown. I would gladly take that again if he could just get the two extra yards and get us the bonus. That'd be nice. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy that I think is in that range that you could think about. But um, as far as Mullins, I won't be playing any Mullins. I don't think I'm going to play these receivers. But Kittle is someone I, I think is is very uh, a very sneaky play for this slate that people aren't going to play. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Kittle, but, you know, I really like Wilson here. I don't think people realize how bad the Rams have been against the run. They're 29th in DVOA against the run this season. So, like, Wilson, 
he started what was it uh week 13 he started mm-hmm. week 14 against denver and had 23 carries in that game and i think that even if they get down he could be involved in the passing game so i think jeff wilson is a really solid play if if goodwin sits i'll definitely play some kendrick Bourne at, at 3800 there's just no reason not to take some shots on a wide receiver one playing almost all the snaps um, at that price. And it's not like he has a bad matchup um, on the outside. So we'll have to see how it plays out. As far as the Rams go, obviously, you know, this game matters to them. They need to win this game to keep the two seed. They cannot pass the Saints for the one seed, but the Bears can pass them if they lose. So all they got to do is go out and win this game. Um, If Gurley plays, I don't expect him to play a lot. I just I don't really see them rushing Gurley back. If we get Gurley out again, man, it's really hard not to see CJ Anderson in this matchup against the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he would be, you know, the play. He's another one I just kind of missed out on last week. Um well, yeah. we didn't know. Everything yeah. was trending towards Gurley playing, and then like all of a sudden they're like Gurley's not playing. Anderson's going to get the work. And not only did CJ Anderson get the work, he got 20 freaking carries. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things, though. Like, if, you know, and last week I did a script. I, like I told you, I made, I think, 20 to 30 teams by hand. But I think had I scripted last week, I probably would have had him in like 5% in the outside chance that, you know, Gurley happened to sit or got hurt in the game or something. But, uh, this week, we kind of, you know, we feel like he may just get rested. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, C.J. Anderson, he's for sure going to be in play. Uh, you know, all all of these all, all of these Rams here, Woods, Cooks, Reynolds, uh, I think you play them all. Um, you know, I don't think you have to play them all together, but I think some form or combination I think could, could get the job there because these guys want to win as well to keep that home field. Robert Woods continues to be the man for me. He, he continues to be the guy. I know Cooks is the guy that has the deep ball like threat, but Robert Woods is the play. Um, if Gurley's out, CJ Anderson not going to play golf this week. I think they're like I'll, I'll play Rogers before I play golf at the same price. Um, yeah, just because Rogers is at home. So many four o'clock games. Two more. Two more. Chargers and Broncos. Forty-one total. Chargers favored by six. Chargers in a game that they must win. Um, what are we doing here with the Chargers? They don't. Mu- okay, well, I guess I. They don't have to win, but if they don't win, they're in the five seed. If they win and Kansas City loses, they get the one seed. So you could bet your ass they're going to try to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think you have to look at them and consider playing them. They're on the road. They're against Denver, but I mean, look, we just saw Denver get. Could just beat down for the most part uh, by the Raiders. Denver was on the road. The field was messy. I get it. But, you know, I, I know everybody hates Booger McFarlane and they hate the Monday Night Crew. And this has not been the best broadcasting year for ESPN on Monday Night Football. But one of the things that they talked about Monday that I, Monday that I do think was really relevant is just the fact that this team doesn't look to play inspired football uh, for their coach. And, you know, they kind of highlighted a play where Bradley Roby uh, just gave up 
and the play was still going on. He just stood there and watched Doug Martin just rumble through the middle, uh, you know, just dragging guys down. He didn't even go try and tackle. I mean, I, I watched it. He just stood there, just standing there, watching the play go by. And so, you know, when you see that, like, you know a team that, you know, one, two, three, Cancun, they're, they're, they're ready to go on vacation. And so, you know, I, for that reason, along with the Chargers wanting to win, I think you look at guys like Rivers, Allen, you know, Gordon, Mike Williams, you know, th- these guys have a shot to have some big games because the Broncos are going to, you know, just, just let them run wild if they get up on them. Yeah, the only interest, like the only interesting thing here, is it's a division game, and like you always try to beat your division opponents, because you play them two times every year, and nobody forgets anything. But I agree, it just the Broncos seem checked out. Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen in play, but I, I, honestly, I'm not going to go crazy on the Chargers this week. I think they get up, they run the ball, they don't have to necessarily run it with Gordon. They can run it with Eckler. They can run it with Jackson. They don't have to. And if they get up enough, we might not even see the starters in the fourth quarter of this game. So I'm going to be careful with the Chargers this week. I'm going to have some exposure to Allen and Gordon, but I'm not going crazy here. And then as far as Denver goes, we know Phillip Lindsay's out. He's going to be out for two to three months with a broken wrist. Royce Freeman is expected to be the guy that gets the carries here, but it's not like it's a good matchup. Or people are just going to plug him in because he's going to get the work, but not look at the matchup here. Uh, a team that's been really solid against the run, top 10 all year. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think that's what they're going to do. But, I mean, I guess in the people's defense, I do get it. Royce Freeman is 3500 He's cheap. I, I I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with the fact that he's cheap, but yeah. if they get down, are they just going to start using Booker to throw a lot? Like, he's the pass catching back. It's just – it might be a situation that I fade or be very underweight, like play play very little, but I just don't love it. Yeah, no, I, I don't love it either. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't I don't think I'm gonna have Roy Freeman this week, but I'm just trying to make the case and say I understand the logic behind playing a pretty much men price running back. A guy that does have some upside, does have some skill, and you know, if he breaks one, then boom, you know, he's already hit value. So uh, I don't like him, but I, I, I understand the play. I'm I'm really not all that interested in Denver this week, though. I mean, Tim Pratt, Patrick, and uh, uh, what's the other guy? Is it not Deshaun Hamilton? Hamilton. Yeah, 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 Hamilton. He's been, uh, you know, I think they've been playing well here without, you know, all these all these other receivers. I mean, I, I really do, uh, but I just I don't think this is the spot for it against the Chargers this week. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of going to pass on them. But they, they have been playing really well here uh, w- without uh, e- Manny Sanders and uh, and DT gone. I, I think they've been playing well. Tim Patrick would be the guy that would take the shot on here. Like Sutton would get shadowed by Casey Hayward and Deshaun Hamilton. We'll see Desmond King in the slot. Like Tim Patrick has the best matchup on paper. Deshaun – you know, Hamilton has the most targets over the last three weeks, though. So, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the last game on the main slate for Ooh. FanDuel and DraftKings. But there is one more for for Fantasy Draft and Yahoo. Uh, Cardinals and Seahawks, no total on this game. Waiting to see what Seattle is going to do. 
Um, let's start with Arizona. Is there anything that you like here on Arizona? No. Yeah, I- I'm with you. Uh, it, okay. <laughs> no, unless no, unless news comes out that Seattle's going to rest their starters, including defense, and Arizona's going to play their starters. Then I'll have I'll have some David Johnson. Yeah, well, you know, Pete Carroll is not a coach that I trust. So, uh, <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't trust Pete Carroll's any of his news. So I'm just going to fade the Cardinals. I, I'm just, I'm not even going to risk it. Um, you know, it could come out at, you know, 11 o'clock that he's resting the starters. And then he'll come out at, you know, four o'clock and say, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to play the starters. We're just going to rest them. The last five minutes of the fourth. I told you I would rest them. I just didn't say when. That's the kind of coach Pete Carroll is. So I I don't trust Pete Carroll. I'm just not I'm not taking a chance <laughs> on the Cardinals this week. Yeah, like <laughs> Seattle's in the playoffs. They're they're not going anywhere. Um for what is worth know. he said he's gonna play him, which means he's probably not gonna play him. But I just can't risk it. The only thing that's a little interesting about it, I got to do some – I don't have this in front of me, but do they – if Minnesota wins and Seattle loses, does Seattle fall to the sixth seed? That would be the interesting thing because I think you'd much rather play Dallas than Chicago, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, why – I wouldn't want to play Chicago. So I would have to do a little read because that would give Seattle reason to play their guys. They don't. They no, wouldn't see, want. Seattle would still be ahead though. I think because Minnesota has that tie. I think Seattle yeah, would still stay ahead. You sure? I think Minnesota. Well, if Seattle, Minnesota would be ahead of them by a half a game, wouldn't they? No. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have to dig into this because that would give Seattle reason to play these guys, and then. Like Chris Carson and Wilson and those guys would be a little interesting if that was the case where they would have to play these guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they're already in, though. So I think they're already I – don't, I don't think they lose their spot. Head-to-head. I don't think they play head-to-head. I don't think Seattle – did Seattle and Minnesota play this season? No. This is why I do this stuff off air. They did play, or they played in week fourteen, and no, yeah, they played in week fourteen. Seattle won, so Seattle can't do any. They're they're the five seed, no matter what. Here we go, done, (laughs) done. (laughs) Seattle won twenty-one to seven or twenty-four to seven. So, uh, I don't really know what I. I really don't know what I want to do with Seattle here. Because I'm definitely not playing Doug Baldwin with the yeah. with all the injuries. This is a perfect week for them to sit him down. Absolutely. Um, like the only reason you play Wilson here is because he's in the MVP talks, right? Maybe I don't think it's a home game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't like Seattle either. Like I, I just. I think I'm gonna stay away from this whole game. Like I'm telling you, I just. I, I could just see it now. Like. You play Russell Wilson, and then he ends up not playing at all. You, just, you know, you don't play him. He, I, I'm staying away. I, I can't do it. I can't deal with the Pete Carroll antics. Him and, and uh, the coach from Philly with this running back 
carousel. I just, I, I just, I've learned not to trust those guys. So I'm staying away, fans. Hopefully, you guys got a good kick out of us talking about this. But I'm staying away. This is what happens in my mind all the time <laughs> when I'm breaking stuff down. Where can I get the edge? Is this the edge? <laughs> Can they yes. fall back? Do they have to play their guys? Um, you know, that that kind of stuff. But, yeah, really, really, you're going to have to kind of make your own decision on Seattle, Seattle this weekend. If you're playing yeah. the Seattle guys, it's Lockett, it's Carson, it's Williams, Wilson. Um, it's really just kind of waiting to see what news says, what Carroll's going to do, if you trust him, if you don't trust him. Um, that Because they're going to play next week. You know, they're going to play in the wild card game next week, and this is a spot they can – be careful. Like if Wilson gets hurt this week in a, in a game that doesn't mean anything, how bad does that look going into next week? Yeah. All right. Uh, Fantasy draft. Yahoo has this game on the main slate. We got the Colts and the Titans. Main slates are always fun when we have games that matter. Hey, this game matters. You win and you're in, you lose, you go home. It's as simple yeah. as that. We don't have to get into any kind of any other stuff. If the Colts win, they're in. If the Titans win, they're in. The loser goes home. What are we looking at here on the Colts? Uh, I mean, look, man, Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton. I mean, I think that that's where you go. Uh, I, 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 this is the game I was hoping was on the main slate. I think this is going to be one of the best Sunday night football games we've had, just because it it, it, it is going to mean a lot. Uh, but I mean, if you're listen, if you're playing on our sponsor site, Fantasy Draft, I, I think Luck and Hilton are just. Just great plays on this slate. I know they're on the road, but you got to think Andrew Luck is just going to really be dialed into this passing game. And uh, so I, I'm really – I think I'd be really excited to play these guys. So, uh, you know, I, I just – I really like them. I think these guys are phenomenal plays. Remember the first time these two teams met and I told everybody that they had to have Hilton. He went for 155 on nine catches for two touchdowns. If you're playing on our sponsor site, if you're playing on Yahoo, get you exposure to Hilton. On the Tennessee yeah. side of things, like, you know, Henry oh, continues no. to just get the workload. Um, you know, he's interesting. Like, this is a week that it seems like Corey Davis is going to have to be targeted. Um, I just – I don't trust Marcus Mariota. Uh, it's as simple as that. Like, I don't trust him to finish a football game this season. I can't play him. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's someone you can play. I definitely think he's a clear stay away, and uh, I think, I think that's just you're how you're gonna have to. You're fighting your playoff hopes on the line, and you get a stinger, and you don't get back in the game. I'm never playing you. <laughs> yep. Sorry. There you go. There you go. You'd have to like look at last week. Look at Haney, um, Tyler Hanky or Heinke. Um, the dude. It looked like he almost dislocated his arm, and he went in. Got that sucker wrapped up, and he said, "This is my opportunity." And he went back out there. He got put on the IR on Monday. Like that's how oh much pain I was playing through. Yeah, uh, man. Anyway, yeah. well, Will, it's been a fun seventeen weeks of football. Hopefully, we end it with a bang here. Hopefully, um, our antics and craziness have rubbed off on you guys. We will crush this weekend. Next Thursday, we will break down the playoff games and uh, maybe even talk some basketball now that we don't have to break down every single football game. So um, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Will? No, man. Uh, have some, uh, let's just have some fun. Uh, I know Stevie will thank you guys, but 
Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for inviting us into your process week to week. And uh, hopefully we can help you guys this week. And, you know, we'll see you hopefully next NFL season. Uh, it's been real. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we'll see you guys back tomorrow. Talking some more basketball. Very bitter about basketball right now because of my point guard getting zero points. But that's NBA. It's a 5 a.m. NBA slate on Thursday. No Thursday night football. So um, make sure you guys are checking out all the awesome premium content, all the awesome content here at Rotor Grinders for basketball. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow talking some basketball. Hope everyone has an awesome night. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.